Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I am your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 39. This week, because it is the spookiest month of the year, we are going to be talking about the spookiest movies. So sit back, relax, maybe listen to this episode in broad daylight with other people, and let's get started. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I love a good, scary movie. I don't like gross movies. So I have a few rules when it comes to movies that I find really scary. I don't like a lot of blood. I don't like a lot of gore. I don't like a lot of gratuitous violence. I like spooky. I like creepy. I like ghost stories. I like, you know, children singing in the background in off-key Latin phrases. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about. Anytime, like, you remember The Lost Boys, that movie? And it's just like this group of choir boys singing, Thou shall not kill, slightly (laughs) off-key. Like, they're just singing the Ten Commandments at you. And it works. You're scared. Or The Omen, where it just has a lot of weird classical music and, you know, anything that has the Sanctus Spiritus, you've got me. I'm scared. Um, So I like that kind of a movie. If it's, you know, from the 70s and it's slightly yellow tinted, I usually think, hmm, this is going to be good. So I think I'm a pretty tough customer when it comes to truly scaring me. I'm just not that scared by zombies or, you know, um, apocalyptic things, dinosaurs, <laughs> um, jump scares. Like that kind of stuff just doesn't really do much for me. Or like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. That just is not scary to me. What scares me are things like The Shining, where your dad suddenly decides that he's going to try to kill you. Or one of the movies that we talk about um, in this episode where children that have, you know, formerly been normal suddenly are evil. (laughs) Like, that's the kind of thing that scares me. So while my parents, weirdly enough, did not seem to worry too much about showing me scary movies. (laughs) Like, that's one of those things I look back on and I'm like, you know, my dad was a pastor We were traveling through churches, but yet my parents, for the most part, were like, watch it. Watch Salem's Lot. (laughs) What could it do? (laughs) I think the only movie that they ever said you can't watch was it. And we've talked about that. And that was the 1990 miniseries that I snuck and watched anyway. But, you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago. They let me watch The Shining for my 12th birthday party. I will say, however, they did fast forward through the naked lady in the bathtub scene. So there was that. But, you know... They were surprisingly lax about horror films. And so while most of these movies are probably not child appropriate, so I think if you're listening to this with children, just be aware of that. But I did try to choose movies that are not extremely inappropriate as far as language and violence and things like that go. So I tried to stay more to the spooky and not the horror side of things. Okay. Let's talk about some scary movies. The first movie that was really scary that I ever sat all the way through, like I made it through the movie, even though it scared me to death, was Lady in White. I saw it when I was about nine years old. It was recommended to me by my friend Cindy, who was a little bit older than me. And she said, 
this movie, she was a teenager. She was like, this movie is really good. And I was like, oh, Cindy's very cool. She still is very cool. But I was like, I can watch a scary movie like Cindy does. So I talked to my parents into renting this film. Again, my parents were not very discerning when it comes to scary movies and what they were going to do to me. But we all watched this movie. And it scared me out of my mind. And even today, I have seen it many times since then, and it still creeps me out. It holds up. It's still very, very spooky. So it stars Lucas Haas. So Lucas Haas was kind of an 80s it kid. He was in a lot of movies as a kid and um, a lot of TV movies. He was in the Ryan White story. But I think he's probably most well-known for being the little boy in the movie Witness that starred Harrison Ford about the Amish people. And he has a certain look to him that just, it lends, his face lends itself well to scary movies or to thrillers because he has huge eyes and he plays panicked very well, very convincingly. And this movie also has the feel of a Steven Spielberg movie. And I think this is why it works so well. Because the first, I would say, 20 minutes of this movie are not scary at all. In fact, it feels kind of like you're beginning to watch a movie like E.T. It's set in the 60s in this little town during its Halloween day. Um, there's Lucas Haas lives with his grandparents and his dad and his older brother. And he's got a pumpkin in his bicycle. He's on his way to school for the Halloween party. He gets to his elementary school and all the kids are dressed up in 60s, you know, Halloween costumes. It's very charming. The teacher has cat glasses. Um, he reads a story that he's written. And then you're thinking to yourself, it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security because you're like, this isn't scary. And then, so in, in the movie, the little boy gets locked, Lucas Haas gets locked in the cloakroom after school by some bullies. They're playing a prank on him and they don't think anything's going to happen to him, but he is locked in this cloakroom. He's very scared. It's Halloween night. And then something comes into that cloakroom well, it's the ghost of a little girl. I'll just say that. It's a, the ghost of a child who is singing a Frank Sinatra song. And to this day, when I hear that song played <laughs> in any situation, I get goosebumps because it's so effective in this movie. And it is also like a turning point in the plot. It's a very important element of the story. And it is the scariest story. It's it's a thriller and a ghost story kind of in one. And there's there's no blood. There's not and it's not gory, it's not violent. It's just scary and it's tense. And you're on the edge of your seat for most of the at least the last 45 minutes of the movie. So, I highly recommend it. I'll probably watch it again this Halloween. It is streaming right now on Tubi. So again, that is Lady in White. This next movie is one that I watched with my mom when I was in high school, and it's one of my mom's favorite movies. It has been for a long time. In fact, we both have this one on DVD because we like it so much. It was released in 1980. It is called The Changeling, and it stars George C. Scott, and he is a composer in this movie who, at the very beginning of the film, loses his wife and his daughter in a really terrible car accident in New York City, and he's so upset and just grieving. And so he decides to move to Seattle and he moves into this beautiful Victorian mansion and he, he rents it. And his plan is just to kind of hole up there and work through his grief and write music and not really see many people. 
And from the get-go, things are weird in this house. Um, He starts being able to hear this melody in his head, and he thinks he's written it at first. It's this beautiful uh, lullaby, and he's writing it, and then he finds a music box in the house that is the exact same melody. And so he realizes that he didn't write the song. And then he starts hearing noises in the middle of the night. There's a banging noise. And then he discovers a hidden room at the top of the house in the attic. And it is the room of a little boy and it's covered in dust. And there is a wheelchair that is just sitting there. And let me just tell you, never has a wheelchair been more sinister in anything I've ever seen, an empty wheelchair. So it is just a classic ghost story. And it is a ghost story about a little boy who is very angry and has a lot of reasons to be angry. And there are just so many well done, terrifying scenes. And it's again, it's not a slasher and it's not gross. Um, It's just sinister. And the dread just kind of creeps in as you're watching it. The music is great. Um, Everything is kind of hushed. It's just very effective. And George C. Scott, who, you know, he's been in a ton of things and he's, you know, really well known for his take on Ebenezer Scrooge in one of the Christmas Carol movies. And he played General Patton. But the gruffness that he has as a, as a person in most of his movies is so well executed in this film you really believe that he is a dad that is just and a husband that is grieving. And so everything just affects him even more when it's a child that he is dealing with. So I highly recommend this one. And it is streaming on Peacock and on Tubi. So again, that is The Changeling starring George C. Scott. Okay. The next movie on this list was released in 1989, and I saw it probably when I was in middle school, and I'm pretty sure I saw it on TV because it was on for a long time on TBS and stations like that, but it is Pet Cemetery. Now, they have remade this movie just a few years ago, but I have not seen that. I'm not interested in that one because this one is scary enough. The screenplay was written by Stephen King, and it is pretty true to the book. And it is scary. So it is about a family who moves to this small town in New England. The dad is a doctor. And they live on a pretty busy road. From the beginning, things are kind of weird. <laughs> there's there's a ghost uh, that keeps trying to warn the doctor about something. And honestly, he's supposed to be a good guy. And he used to scare me to death. <laughs> Victor Pascal is the name of the character. Um, and then... The doctor, uh, their cat gets run over and their neighbor, who is played by Fred Gwynn, who is Herman Munster, who really is probably the most famous person in this movie, tells him that if they go into the woods down a path from their house, that there is a pet cemetery but if and that kids used to bury their pets in. But if you go past the, the children's pet cemetery, there is another pet cemetery. And if you bury something there, it will come back. But it won't come back the same. So the first mistake that this doctor makes is that he buries the cat and it comes back and it's mean (laughs) because he doesn't want to tell the little girl, but the cat got run over. So he buries this cat. It comes back and it's not the same cat. And then in a very tragic turn of events, the two-year-old son of this family gets hit by a truck. It's a terrible accident. And you can guess what the dad does in his moment of grief. 
And listen, the kid that plays the two-year-old that comes back as an evil child, the kid's name is Gage. The actor's name is Miko Hughes. Now, Miko Hughes has been in a ton of movies and shows. He was on Full House. He was one of Michelle's friends, had a pretty big role. He was in Kindergarten Cop. He's the one that's like, boys have a, girls have a, okay, it's like famous lines. But every time I see him, no matter what, in anything, I can only think of him as Gage Creed, (laughs) this little boy who is terrifying. He is so scary. There is something so unsettling and scary about evil children. There just is because they look innocent, but they're trying to kill you. (laughs) And this movie is very effective Um, to be, especially to be made in 1989. It doesn't have a lot of huge expensive special effects, but it is creepy. And again, that one also still holds up. So that version, Pet Cemetery, the 1989 version is playing on HBO Max and it is also playing on Paramount+. Plus. course, if you're having a list of scary movies, you really can't not include an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Because I think The Sixth Sense really kind of kickstarted a whole new type of scary movie. And, you know, his specialty was a twist at the end, but a twist in such a way that made you want to go back to the beginning of the movie and rewatch it to look for the signs that you missed. Because, you know, the twist is usually obvious, like he's handing it to you. But if you're not looking for it, you don't know that it's there. So when you see it, you go back and you're like, oh. And so I think The Sixth Sense is one of the scariest movies, like absolutely. But you know what? I think my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie is Signs, 2002, starring Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. This movie is scary, but it's also... So inspiring and heartwarming and makes you think and it's heartfelt and it's a story about a family banding together. So the essential story is that Mel Gibson is a a reverend. He has two children and he lives with his brother, his younger brother, Joaquin, who was moved in with the family after Mel Gibson's wife died. And you know at the beginning of the movie that she has passed away. You're not sure exactly what happened, but you know that it was bad enough that it caused Mel Gibson as a minister to lose his faith. And he no longer believes in God. He does not want to be a reverend anymore. And he, you know, people are having a hard time in the town not seeing him as a preacher. And then he lives on a cornfield. And at the very beginning of the movie, there are these weird crop circles that pop up. And so, yes, this is a movie about aliens. And, you know, now that we know more about what the, you know, the government is saying that, you know, now they're saying that aliens possibly are real, kind of makes you watch it in a different way. But this movie is, it's funny. Like, it's unexpectedly funny. I think it is the most likable role that Joaquin Phoenix has ever played. His vominous children, vominous part is hilarious, but he's just so normal. And it's really weird to see him now, like when you watch the movie again, how normal he is in this movie when you know that he has played so many really weird roles. This probably is the most normal movie that he's been in besides probably, I don't know, Space Camp. And it makes you also miss old Mel Gibson, like the way that we all used to view him and, you know, the kind of gravitas that he had as a movie star, because he really is just a movie star in this movie. But 
you know, the aliens are real. They're coming to attack. And it's about a family having to band together and the signs that are all around them. Like whether, do you believe in signs? Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Is God real? I mean, like all of these things are questioned in this movie and I think answered in a very sensitive and nuanced way. So it's just, it's a, it's a scary movie that's unlike any other movie that I've seen in that genre. Um, and I think it's really M. Night Shyamalan at his best as a writer, you know, because sometimes lately he's just been pretty hit or miss. He's either really good or he's more, what? <laughs> but this is him at really good. And so I think it's absolutely worth the watch. So Signs is now streaming on Max, so you can go watch it there. Movie number five is a foreign language film. It is a Spanish film released in 2001 called The Devil's Backbone, and it was written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Now, today we view him, we know him as a pretty prolific writer-director. He, you know, wrote and directed Pan's Labyrinth, won the Oscar for The Shape of Water, and he's, you know, had a myriad of other films. But this is one of his very first films. And I really think that Guillermo del Toro is kind of the Stephen King of Spain <laughs> or Europe. He really reminds me, you know, the way that his mind works, the things that he finds scary. To me, it's very similar to the things that Stephen King writes. And he doesn't copy him, but you get that same kind of a feeling. And so this movie is set in the late 1930s in Spain during the Spanish Civil War. And it's set at an orphanage and it's an all boys orphanage. So some of the boys there have actually lost both parents. They are truly orphans. Some of them have been sent there to get them away from the violence of the war, trying to keep them safe. And so the movie starts out with a new little boy that arrives at the orphanage. And you find out that a few days before there was a child that went missing and nobody knows what happened to him. But the other little boys keep saying that they keep seeing a ghost and they call him the boy that whispers. And guys, he does whisper. <laughs> he is a ghost and he's very scary. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when you're watching a, a, a movie that's in subtitles, sometimes it can be distracting. But this is one of those movies that when I watched it, I completely forgot that there were subtitles because it was so good. The acting was so convincing that I just began to read it. It was pretty seamless. And I will also say I watched this movie in my 20s. And I know for a fact that I think I had to sleep with a light on for like three nights because every time I would close my eyes, I would see in my mind that little boy, the ghost, he who whispers. And he is very, very scary. So when you find out what happened to this little boy, um, why he is whispering <laughs> and what they're going to do about it. It is spooky. So I highly recommend it. And, you know, I think a lot of times we don't see some of the really good movies out there because we're afraid to, well, we're not afraid, but we just don't want to watch, we don't want to watch something with subtitles. Don't let that stop you because there are some really good movies out there that are in another language and again, you really will forget after a while that you're reading the, t the subtitles. It will kind of come into your brain as if they're speaking in English. So again, this is The Devil's Backbone, and it is streaming right now on Amazon Prime. A lot of the movies that I've been talking about were released either in the 80s or the early 2000s, because I'll just be honest, 
there haven't been, for me anyway, a lot of really scary movies that have been recently released. I think we're kind of along, we're going along this trend of movies like Saw and, or zombies or, you know, flesh eating bacterias that turn us into zombies. (laughs) Like that's kind of the new horror thing. And that just doesn't do as much for me. So I just haven't really thought a lot of the newer stuff is scary. However, this movie was released in 2016 and it is called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. This is one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen where not much happens. And I know that that's going to sound like it's a boring movie, but it is so not. And what I also love about this is that it was written and directed by Oz Perkins, Oz Perkins is the son of Anthony Perkins of Psycho fame, which I find really interesting. And I read an interview that he gave about this movie, and he was really inspired by Shirley Jackson and The Haunting of Hill House, which is one of my very favorite books. And this movie has that kind of a feel because you do see some ghostly things, but for the most part, It is the dread and silence that really gets you. So it's about a nurse played by Ruth Wilson who has been hired. She's been hired to take care of a former horror novelist named Iris. And this woman has dementia and she lives in this house, this really old house. And she is very famous for her most, well, her most famous book is a story about a ghost that she said in the story that she wrote, talked to her that lived in the house that she lived. And the nurse that comes to to take care of her, Ruth Wilson, is terrified of ghost stories. So she says that at the very beginning, that she is a, she's a chicken. She doesn't like anything to do with scary things. And she has come to the wrong house because there is something in the house and it is very scary. But so much of the movie is just the loneliness that she feels because it's just her and this lady with dementia who doesn't really speak. And so almost most of the time, this nurse is is by herself it, at night in dark rooms where it's completely silent and she just feels uneasy. And boy, so do you. <laughs> like You feel the dread. And every time she turns a corner, you're expecting to see something. And the fact that most of the time you don't see something makes it somehow more scary because the time that you do see something is so effective because you've almost gotten to the point where you're like, well, it's not going to happen. And then it does. And it is devastating. Like I have thought about that movie so many times. The ending is so unexpected and well done. And it makes you want to go, it's kind of like an M. Night Shyamalan thing where you want to go back and see what you missed or reevaluate it and be like, is that what, what happened? Um, yeah, it's, it's so good. So I highly recommend it. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house and it is streaming on Netflix. So before we talk about the last movie in this list of spooky movies, I would like to talk about some honorable mentions. Number one would be The Others with Nicole Kidman. That movie is such a great homage to stories like The Turn of the Screw and M.R. James' ghost stories in general. 
they just give you that same kind of a feeling that that gothic ghost story feel. And, you know, it's scary, but it's also not so scary that it's not entertaining. Next, I'd like to mention It Chapter 1, which was released in 2017. And of course, that is based on the book It by Stephen King. And while I think the second installment, which I think was released in 2019, is good, it's not as scary to me as the first one because I think the kids are the heart of that story. And so the first movie really deals specifically with the children. And I think the casting is great. The acting is great. And it's just really well done. And then the last honorable mention goes to The Haunting of Hill House, which is a series that's streaming on Netflix. And while it is based on the book, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, it does deviate a bit from the book, but it really maintains the spirit of the novel in such a way that I think even Shirley Jackson would be okay with it. It is so scary, but it never overdoes it. And I think that that is the key. It's like there's such a fine line between scary and ridiculous, and it never ventures into ridiculous. The casting is wonderful. The acting is great. The twists are great. I highly recommend it. And Mike Flanagan, who has that series, has also done The Haunting of Bly Manor and Midnight Mass. I think Midnight Mass is also a work of genius and excellence. It's so good. So I would definitely check those out. The last movie in this list is also a Stephen King-based movie, but I think it is probably the most underrated one in all of the movies that have been made based on his books. And this is 1985's Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet stars Corey Haim, Megan Follows, who was also Anne of Green Gables in the only Anne of Green Gables adaptation that counts. And you're going to laugh, but Gary Busey, who's really good in this. <laughs> so it is about a little boy, Corey, Corey Haim, and he is paralyzed. He has to use a wheelchair. His sister, um, he doesn't get along with her. She's a teenager, but they love each other in kind of that way, you know, that brothers and sisters have. And his uncle is Gary Busey, and his uncle is kind of like the black sheep of the family, but all, the kids really love him. And Gary Busey builds him a motorized wheelchair that's really more of like a four-wheeler that he can go really fast, and so he loves it. But there is something in their small town that has been attacking people at night and killing them and really just like, you know, slaughtering them. And it is a werewolf. And I know that this sounds dumb, but this is one of the scariest movies because you know this from the beginning. The werewolf is the town minister. So it's like the last person you would think of. And it's so scary because like... He's, he's the werewolf, but he's also kind of torn because he knows what he's doing is awful, but he also can't stop. And Corey Haim figures out that it is the minister. And one of the scariest parts of this movie, I would say probably hands down the scariest part of this movie, is when he runs out of gas on his little motorized wheelchair and he's in this abandoned bridge and the minister is coming after him. And Corey Haim knows that the minister knows that he knows. And because it's dark, the minister starts to change and he's going to come get him. Oh, it's so scary. And I'm not going to say anything more than that because I mean, it's, it's not the, the penultimate moment of the movie, but it is one of the scariest parts. And I just think this is one of those movies that did not get enough credit when it came out for being as scary as it really is. And there are a lot of people in this movie too that you would recognize that went on to have 
pretty big movie careers as well. So I think that this is one of those movies that you watch and, you know, you're looking over your shoulder along with all of the rest of the movies in this list. That's how they make me feel. But, you know, don't sleep on Silver Bullet. And this one is streaming on Max. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again this week. And thank you, as always, for following and subscribing and telling your friends and family about the podcast. It means so much to me. If you get a chance to get on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I would love that. It just helps people find the podcast. If you would like to find me, I am super easy to find. I'm on Instagram at Resting Church Face. I hope you have a fantastic week and let's get together again soon. <laughs>